WTOC AM, W236CR Indianapolis. Keeping you informed with what's happening in and around Indy. It's Community Connection. Brought to you by Child Advocates. Your voice, their future. On Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM. And good afternoon and welcome to Community Connection. I'm Tina Cosby. Today is Friday, October the 13th. Friday, October the 13th. For those of you who keep track of those kind of things, it's also Friday the 13th. I'm not sure anymore what that means. But uh, as as such, we are going to have a show today, good show, open lines and weekend review. So let's bring in our contributing analyst, James Patterson. There she is. Uh, oh, oh, there. Where'd I go? Where'd I go? <laughs> <laughs> I just, just, just checking. Just checking. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, I'm barely here. You talk about getting in on the hair of your chinny chin chin. Uh, but I was out in the hallway talking to uh, Dion and our general sales manager. Uh, we were just discussing a couple of things, and hey, uh, time got away from us. But we, we made it. We made it. We're here, and we're good. We're good. We're good. We, so, so what's, yeah, what's going on, James? Oh, not much. Uh, what do you want, the weather? Well, yeah, you can start with that. Um, yeah, let's start with the weather. Okay. Well, actually, there's a lot going on. But I just said Oh, well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, you know what, Tina? Uh, yeah. We have a cloud deck that's been overhead all morning. And I am guessing, I, I, I believe I'm right, that the cloud deck is going to disperse as the stationary front lifts north um, and we're going to come into a beautiful afternoon Tina um, we're going to have about mid 70s a little, little over 75 maybe um, because it's lifting right now and it's just now after mm. 1 p.m. Eastern and it's going to lead to some sunshine and just mm. a gorgeous fall day uh, actually above you know above average temperatures but mm. that's going to lead to tonight some rain coming in. Rain's going to swing in, and I know from talking to you that you're planning, or you were planning, to go to a bonfire. Um, so I don't know if that's going to be rain-free or not, because the rain is trying to push in the system from... It won't be. <laughs> it won't be. <laughs> uh, let, let's just cut to the chase. It won't be. Uh, get big, unless, here's the thing, and thank you. Thank you so much for that. But here's the thing. the um, Unless the system slows down and or yeah. speeds up falls apart falls apart yeah. uh there you know the likelihood is is better than not so but that's that okay works. that's okay we have a we have a contingency plan i was told yesterday so <laughs> okay good it won't it won't, it won't involve live fire but you know the chili is still good so we'll uh, yeah. we'll figure that out uh, it's likely you're going to get likely some we're going to get some chili. so um James, so much stuff uh, that's taken place uh, this week. Of course, um, the the crisis that the world uh, is focused on continues to rage, uh, rage on um, yeah. over there in uh, in Israel, and um, that whole embattled area is just yeah. It gets it, sadder it, with it, each it, day. Yeah. It, yeah, I mean, I can just chime in on what you say. It, it's it's heartbreaking. It's heart wrenching. Anytime there's conflict where bombs are dropping and mortars are flying and people are being killed uh, left and right on both sides, on both sides, and and passions are high, running high, and of course 
you know, the 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 uh, Palestinian diaspora, the the Israeli diaspora. Uh, you know, people literally from both sides are are living mm-hmm. now all over the world. So this is impacting not only, of course, there at Ground Zero in the uh, in Palestine and Israel. Uh, but also uh, here in Indianapolis and all, and in many cities where people are taking sides on this. Yeah. Yep, indeedy. Um, again, uh, the show today, uh, Open Lines and We Can Review, um, uh, 317-239-1310, 317-239-1310. Ron, go ahead. How are you? Lovely, Tina, James. Love you guys. Hoping you're all wishing you all the best. Tina, um, I want to comment on our politics. Um, Jefferson Shreve has been pretty much kicked to the curb by your other uh, Urban One property, uh, WIBC, because he has changed his mind and or position on uh, guns in our uh, or that what is it the, the open carry thing. Uh, for for the people on WIBC, which is you know extremely conservative and Republican, they have turned their backs and are pretty much raising the, uh, the battle against Jefferson Street because he said he was going to try to do something about the legislature trying to carve out where in Indianapolis uh, and other places where they can have local rule or votes on whether or not. You can have open carry, uh, uh, or as you say, common sense gun legislation um, mm-hmm. in your neighborhood or in your town. And he is getting beat down by the people at WIBC because of that. Uh, and we all know he, he was the NRA guy, but he has said he is against this partly because he lives in Indianapolis and he sees what's going on, and he decided he was going to say, I don't like this in where I live, and he's probably not going to get, I don't know how much help he's going to get from the legislature because he's a Republican, but I know he is being beat down by the uh, the Urban One property over at WIBC. The afternoon, morning people, they are just killing him because he changed his mind and said we need to do better and have better gun legislation in our uh, in Indianapolis and wherever it is we are locally. And so a lot of people don't seem to know that about him. Uh, maybe they don't listen to other radio stations and they only know what they think they know or only hear what they think they hear. But he has, he is standing up against gun legislation or or in Indianapolis, and he is being, uh, the Republican Party has basically turned his back, turned his back on him, and so a, a lot of Democrats also feel that same way because they don't realize he's trying to make a difference locally, which is going to be very difficult. I don't believe either one of them as a mayor is going to be able to do much of anything because of our legislature. We got, you know, a supermajority. We we run this up in here, and that's how they behave. They know what they got. Uh, but my point is this: Jefferson Shreve, Republican, NRA, uh, you know, uh, abortion and whatever. But he has made a change in his mind about gun uh, gun law and common sense gun law for Indianapolis. But 
life goes on. Tina, James, I'm wishing you all the best. It's an absolute gorgeous day. Don't know what we're going to do about this rain in the evening, but I'm wishing you all the best. You guys take care. That's, that's just my comment for the day. You guys take care. Thank you. Thank you. Um, San, go ahead. How are you? Yeah, I, I, I've got a rebuttal to that because um, in June, remember that time it was in June? I, re, I don't remember the weekend, but there were like about 24 shootings within a three-day period. And he was probably on Channel 6 as well, but on Channel 13, there was a news conference. And um, what Shreve is doing is copying who I thought he was going to do anyway, uh, what Hogsett said on TV. He said enough was enough, and I was jumping up and down. He said for him uh, and, and, the, and, the con- and his, uh, his counsel, you know, were, were backing him. He said for him in Indianapolis, Mary County, you were going to have to have a gun permit. In Indianapolis, he was banning assault weapons. In Indianapolis, you had to be 21 to get a, a gun license, and he was saying enough is enough, and and that was what he was going to do, and and that's the way it was going to go. But, but the Republican-controlled Congress at the state level stopped him, but that was his plan in June, and he said it on, on the air, and I and Tina, if you could contact him, I, I've contacted him by email, but I ain't nobody. But I told him that's the one that he needs to get on the TV when he said that. Because I was like, yes, absolutely. He said he was going to do this. This was June. It was sometime June of this year, 2023, when it was the weekend 24 people were shot. Mm-hmm. I don't think everybody was killed. But he put some things in motion. But the Republicans shut him down. So Shreve is like, oh, you know, this is what I'm going to do. No, he's copying what uh, our mayor said in June. He's a copycat. I don't trust him. And another reason why I don't trust him, Tina, and this really ticked me off. Before there were, the campaign was up and going to be up and running several times. You invited him to speak on your show. Now, Mayor Hawk said he comes, what, every week or every other week or so and answers questions of, of the people. You asked him to come before the campaign launch. No answer. You know, you could hear birds chirping. It was n- nothing in the wind. No. And then all of a sudden, he's got these, women, these black women on TV, because <coughs> he knows black women vote, that are, like, bugging him. No, I don't trust him. Mm-hmm. He copied off the Hogsett. And I want, if you can't, Tina, will you tell Mayor Hogsett to please pull that, what he said, and get it out there into the public, please. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. God bless everybody, you and your families. God bless you, and stay safe and healthy. Bye-bye. Thank you, Sam. Appreciate it. Uh, Attorney Bohannon, go ahead. How are you? Good afternoon, folks. How y'all doing? Doing well, doing well. Thank you. Quick question. Did you see the, the quote by Shreve, who indicated he was mad at uh, the mayor for not having the police arrest and and to stop the protest with the pro-Palestinians? I did not mm-hmm. see that. That was no. on the, you know, how the IBJ do their blurbs every day, every afternoon. Yeah. 
I just saw the IBJ blurbs, which says to me, if that's what he's doing for that, what would he do in terms of if, for example, uh, whether Jabo or concerned clergy or the NACP have a demonstration and he don't like the subject area, would he have the police arrest us and violate the First Amendment? I mean, the mm-hmm. fact he said it, but you go to IBJ, you'll see it. Indicates to me the community he has concern about where he stands and what practice he would put in place. Well, wait, wait a minute. How could he, Attorney Bohannon, how could he justify arresting people who were expressing their First Amendment rights for That's my peaceful point. protests? That's mm-hmm. my point. My point being that once you get control of the police department and you have, you know, policemen or his chief police or his public director was directed by do so, they would do it. And take the mm. and take the hit in terms of you know being sued later, but it's just a thought process. My point being, his thought process is what we need to be concerned about. Yeah, yeah well, how he yeah. thinks is really uh, important, and, and it's it's, it's, it's really been difficult to follow because it's kind of like remember back in the old days of TV, follow the bouncing ball. Yeah, um, it's the the ball is bouncing in a lot of different directions, um, uh, and it's it's difficult yeah. to to draw. Uh, draw upon where exactly it's going to land or where exactly it's meant to be. So, yeah, you and uh, Attorney Bohanna make really good points. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, y'all have a good weekend. All right. Well, you too, sir. Appreciate it. We really Bye-bye. appreciate it. Bye-bye. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, that's really... I'm glad Attorney Bohannon called in because that, that's really eye-opening to me. That is. I had not oh. heard that. Yeah. Yeah, I had no idea that a candidate for mayor would would uh, you know somehow uh, publicly state that he uh, thought that the mayor should order the police to arrest pro-Palestinian. I mean, you know, a lot of us uh, don't agree with one side or the other. A lot of us are abhorred by. Some of the carnage uh, that came out of the attack against Israel last Saturday, but uh, still, this is America. This is what we fight for. This is what we vote for. Yeah, is I, to allow people to express their opinions. Yeah, and that uh, to me, it 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 just kind of shows. Uh, I don't know, inexperience or naivete in terms of governing and government and what it's supposed to be. Um, you know, on a lot of different levels, that's either naive means... I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to say about that. I, I'd have to read it. I, I trust completely uh, what Attorney Bohannon said, and it is disturbing I beyond belief um, yeah. if that's what he did. And that if that is, in fact, the case, what a major stumble... Uh, that uh, that he has made in this campaign. Absolutely, Tina. And I'd just like to quickly add that, you know, some of our audience have very strong views on, on either side. And yeah. some of them feel that, and they may be justified in this, that, that the Palestinians have been treated horribly by the, by the Israelis. Uh, and so there's, you know, tit for tat on both sides. But this is what we fought for in America is for everyone to be able to express their views mm-hmm. in their in their own way, as long as they're not infringing upon others or being violent towards one another. Or, and then there was an arrest down there mm-hmm. for somebody uh, for, for battery for somebody getting out of hand. But mm-hmm. it, peaceful protest is allowed in America. Last time I checked. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And where he's coming from with that, I don't know. Uh, but um, yeah. uh, that not a, not a good move with that one. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. at all, not at all, not at all. So, uh, Mike, go ahead. Hey, uh, happy Friday to everyone. Happy Friday. Mm-hmm. Hey, Mike. Hey. Uh, you know, Jefferson Street and... Uh, I haven't put a whole lot into uh, giving him my vote. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have somewhat, you know, have my mm-hmm. problems with uh, the current mayor. Mm-hmm. But uh, during the course of uh, my life in this city, and uh, we often hear uh, certain mm-hmm. people talk about uh, mm-hmm. how the city is becoming vastly diverse and uh, with different uh, people from walks of life. You know, First Amendment freedom of speech. How many people gathered around that circle? was registered to vote. Now many of them are even a citizen of the United States. How many of them over here on a visa tour? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and this is what is going on in the black community. And we often realize that we might be coming up short of votes because whatever census they're taking, all our votes might not be there. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, like I said, when y'all done the uh, the debate, I really enjoyed that, and I enjoyed the way uh, I can't think of his name. Uh, uh, Cameron. Cameron. Yeah, yeah. Cameron had uh, the guest from the uh, uh, African American Coalition mm-hmm. uh, on his show, mm-hmm. and, and and he somewhat broke it down because I mentioned to him have uh, research and survey been done about this, and he said yes, it it has, and uh, he said we're going to have to find a way to work through this because we have been here for 200 years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yes, I can see that. And Pierre sees it as well. Mm-hmm. And there's other folks in the community see it. Uh, you see it when you go to the hospital. You see it in the grocery store, which I have no problem with. Mm-hmm. But if you cannot cast a vote, then you're in the middle of the street. If you can legally cast a vote, but you're in the middle of the street trying to argue a fact. I mean, take that argument and that fact back home and argue with the people that you are voting for mm-hmm. or that you or that you are supporting. But when but when it hits here, it becomes more than an argument because we see where you, you know the uh mm-hmm. 
police have to be on high alert. Certain communities, certain synagogues have to be protected. And uh, it becomes more than just a protest. It becomes a public safety matter after a while. Mm -hmm. And somebody has to stop and draw the line. So I don't necessarily blame the man for speaking up if it comes down to public safety because it has to draw the line. So when you say you don't mind him speaking up when it comes to public safety, so you're saying you don't mind him saying that uh, uh, pro-Palestinian protesters should be arrested? I, I'm not saying necessarily arrest them, but what I am saying is, yes, they are not legally here. Let's break it up. Let's hold well, yeah, okay, okay. Let's, mm-hmm. let's let's hold that. You mean let's let's draw let's draw that back because you are you you are you are what they say uh, uh, becoming a common nuisance. Becoming a, becoming so, a common nuisance where you have where, where you really have no voice, but you want to voice your opinion, but opinion of hate, you know. Opinion of hate. We we would we wouldn't want uh, the 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 Nazis to get out there in the streets, you know. You may not want it. You may not want it, Mike. But it's their right. Their 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 constitutional right. It's like it's the right of the Black Panther, the new Black Panther Party, Black Light. It's their right to say. Now it's no one's right to infringe upon the personal freedoms of others, uh, James. I mean, you, you, yeah, you know, to inflict harm or inflict yeah, pain as much as we don't like it. Okay, go ahead, James. I'm sorry. Well, I just want to give a little context to, to what you and Mike are talking about because mm-hmm. um, I pulled up the First Amendment. Congress shall make no law respecting mm-hmm. establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging, is what we're talking about here, mm-hmm. the freedom of speech or of the press or of the right of the people. That's key peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for redress of grievances. Now, I know what Mike is saying. You're not, you are not a citizen, so what, what are you out here protesting for? But, I mean, that's kind of a gray area because the Constitution does not yes. specify that, that, the, that this is for a Yeah, right it's a citizenship, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah citizen, no, no, no. The Constitution does not specify that this is a right for citizens only. So that's... So in that way, I, I see Tina's point is, it's like everybody can, Mike. But I see your point too. If you're not voting, what do you? you know, what's the point? So both of you, yeah. both of you have a good point. Yeah, you know because, you know because you know. I, I just don't think they can be. They should be stopped though, James. I mean, you know, they. I don't think they should be arrested. No, no, no. they should not be arrested. No, that, right. That's my point. Uh, whether you yeah. like it or not, I don't like a whole lot of it. But, but I mean, right, right. You know, us exerting. Yeah, this is just my opinion, you know. Yeah, I understand. Because, I understand. And, and you know, because because you're a citizen. What, what, yeah. What, I mean, you're not a citizen. What, 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 what deal? Yeah. 
Yeah. I see what he's saying. And, yeah, I do. Maybe. I do. But, uh, you know, in terms of uh, what Shreve was saying that, you know, the mad at the mayor for uh, the uh, not arresting is that. Yeah, you know, that's totally that's out of totally order. out of order. You just can't yeah. do it. You just you don't arrest people for mm-hmm. the, the, the Constitution gives them the right. to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then again, Mike is saying, you know, you're not even you might be going home after your studies are over. So what what what's the point? But you have that right. You have that. Yeah. The, but they're they're here. And that's that's it. I mean, we don't we don't yeah. have have to like it, you know. Uh, right, exactly. and I don't. And that's where Mr. Shreve was yeah. way off, in my opinion. Yeah, oh my goodness, yes. Uh, Jeff, go ahead. How are you? Hey, Tina. Hey, James. How are you guys doing? Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Me too. Uh, Me too. Before, before I get started, uh, I wasn't going to vote for Mr. Shreve. Now I'm definitely not going to vote for him. What he says, that's a hallmark of fascism. Okay. Mm. So, you know, Mr. Shreve, he already told us that. Uh, you know, he's willing to violate people's constitutional rights. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of Palestinians who were born in this country. So what you going to do is I can for birth certificates or whatever. So, you know, uh, no, he's not going to get my vote. He play, he's a Trumper anyway, so that's another story. But I do want to wish my lovely sister, Carolyn Moutry, a happy birthday. So, well, happy birthday. Uh, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. she was, her birthday's on Friday the 13th. And James and Tina, she was born on Friday the thirteenth. That's why she's evil and mean. So. <laughs> no, no, no! Don't, don't, don't tag her with that. No, I love her. She's a, she's don't one of the nicest people in the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, she's a devout AKA, and you know, uh, she's a school teacher, principal, mm-hmm. and she's a lovely young. She's a lovely woman, and mm-hmm. there's one thing to have a big brother, but when you got a big sister, that's a whole different category. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So anyway, but no, she's well. She's my only sister, but you know. She's a she's a beautiful person. I just want to wish her a happy birthday. And I want to talk a little bit about Friday the 13th and some of the history behind it, if you guys will allow me. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, the history behind it? Yeah. Uh, who? Yeah, the history. You were saying the, yeah, the history? history of it. Yeah, the history of it. Okay. Well, just, there's two lines of thought. One was the Last Supper with Christ. Judas Iscariot was the 13th guest. He was a mm. And that next day, Jesus was crucified, which was on a Friday. So that mm. was one. I don't know, Jeff. Judas Iscariot has been um, chronicled as one of the 12, one of the original 12. So I don't know how they got to 13 with him. But uh, go ahead. Okay. Yeah, I know he's really one of the 12, but they say he was a 13th guest, whatever. But that's one thing. And then in 1307, October the 13th, 13th. 1307, the Knights Templars. I know, James, you know about the Knights Templars, don't you? The Knights Templars? No. Yes. Well, anyway, they were in the Crusades, whatever. But anyway, long story short, uh, the King of France wanted to go back into the Holy Land and start the Crusades again. And because he felt like the, the nice Templar were holding out on it. They had treasures. He wanted to join. They told him no. So he got mad at them. So he goes to the Pope and he says, you know what? The nice Templars are out to get you, and they also worship the devil. So, you know, you need to check these guys out. So on October the 13th, they rounded up all the nice Templars and executed them. October the 13th. So on 13th, and if you was a nice Templar, that was a bad, that was going to be a bad day for you. Mm-hmm. So what the nice Templar did, they, they gave up their, Nice Templarship, and they got jobs as Freemasons. 
And that is where the origins of the Freemasons came from. Mm. Okay. Because okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I knew they were connected, the Freemasons. Yeah, they, that's yeah. right, because mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. there was basically a contract out on them, and they couldn't be nice people anymore because if you was a nice temple after that, the cream was going came about from the Pope. You were in trouble, so they got jobs as masonaries and you know the different hand signals. That, oh, that guy's a Freemason, but mm-hmm. you know, or he's a nice. Oh, temple, that's interesting, so. Jeff. That's interesting. But anyway, mm-hmm. but I want to talk about Steve Scalise and Jim Jordan real quick. You know, Republicans, you guys all be real proud of yourself. You had a choice between a creep and a bigot because Steve Scalise withdrew his nomination mm-hmm. because. It was fine that he was buddy buddy with none other than David Duke. Well, he oh. he uh, fashioned himself David Duke without the uh, baggage. What was that? Yeah, what, was well, that what does that mean? What does that mean? Well, I mean, here, here's the thing, Jeff, uh, and we're going to cut straight to the chase. <laughs> the, no, seriously, the GOP is a dumpster fire, uh, and, oh, and there's no there. I mean, we can pick one situation, another, and another, and another. But until they find a way to coalesce, there's going to be extreme paralyzing dysfunction in the nation's capital, regardless of who it is. Now, you're right. Jim Jordan is being, uh, they're they're considering bringing him up again. Well, we all, well-established, you know, well-established. But they, they, for whatever reason, they, they, and James, they, they fail to recognize the dysfunction in which they are operating and fail to understand uh, the immediacy of the problem that needs to be addressed immediately. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm repeating myself, but there, I mean, like yesterday, yesterday. Um, and there just seems to be an oblivion. They're they're oblivious to the. We see the fire. We smell the smoke. You know, we everybody else sees it. They for some reason cannot seem to see it. Yeah. So it doesn't I, I, matter who it is, until the party I, I, addresses the dumpster fire that they are. They're all gonna keep. They're all gonna be creeps, Jeff. They're all gonna fail. Yeah, I personally you know, think. I think it was with the the congressman her last name is May. She says. No, we can't have Steve Phillies as the yeah. as the Speaker of the House because of his affiliation with neo Nazis and Ku Klux mm-hmm. Klan. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, Does anybody oh. have clean hands? Does anybody in that 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 particular echelon of GOP leadership, do they all, does anybody have clean hands? Because my understanding is Jordan defied a subpoena, a congressional subpoena, to testify in January 6th, and he remains under investigation for sexual abuse allegations while he was a wrestling coach at Ohio State. So really, does anybody have clean hands? Not well, I, I saw where Fannie Lewis, Fannie Willis down there in, in Georgia, on, yeah, yeah. Basically told him like, look, if you keep meddling down, I'm gonna have you up on charges. Well, yeah, so she you, could. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so you yeah. know, you need to quit. Somebody, you want to investigate me? Well, you're you're interfering with an investigation. If you keep it up, I'll bring charges against you, and you ain't heard a peep from yeah. Mr. Jordan. No, he he's he's not. He's dumb, but he ain't stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's dumb, but he ain't. You're, you're being too kind, Tina. You you know what, Jeff? One one quick thing is, I think they're holding out. The, the certain number of Republicans, the same ones that brought down Kevin McCarthy, and he wasn't a much of an improvement on anything. Um, he wasn't and Matt much Jake, of a, he's a another speaker. creep. Yeah, I mean, I don't see any of them that they're touting could could reach across the aisle no. and work with Democrats to get something done. But I think they're holding out that that group or a group of them for a government shutdown. They they that, remember exactly. if that, the Democrats exactly, had, James. Yeah, yeah. Republican, if the Democrats did. 
thing yeah. about bringing down the government. Yeah. Yeah. They got they wanted they want to turn America into something out of a Mad Max movie. No laws, just lawlessness. You well, know, they just want to say that they anarchy. did. It. You know, it's just like when they kicked out McCarthy, they didn't have a plan B. They just no, wanted they didn't. just wanted to show Obviously. they want they were flexing. They just wanted to show that they, they could do it. And so therefore there it is. Yeah. So Yeah, but you're you're, you're GOP. I don't want to hear no more about family values or law and order mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that shit didn't sell. Yeah. You're yeah. not the party law and order. Yeah. January sixth proved that. And, you know, these guys are, uh, uh, wow. Yeah, I know. They're a walking freak show. Yep. I know. And, uh, you know, again, until they understand and try to figure out how to take a fire hose to uh, the dumpster fire that they are, uh, is, is nothing's <laughs> going to work. Nuts. Yeah. yeah and and you, you, you probably are right, James. They're probably just posturing and, and you know, marking time until yeah. the government shut down so they can beat their chest and say, look at what we did. We yeah. did. Yeah. Look yeah. at what we did. Show everybody you don't want to pay military. You don't want to pay aircraft. Yeah. Yeah. Pay workers. Yep, there they go. Hey, uh, we are up against a break. Uh, when we come back, we'll get back to the phone lines, which are full. Stay right there, 317-239-1310. We'll be right back. Let's get back to the conversation. It's Community Connection with Tina Cosby on Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM, Indy's Inspiration Station. And we are back with Community Connection. Open lines and we can review Friday. 317-239-1310. 317-239-1310. Uh, George, uh, you're up next. Go ahead. You want to comment on Mike's call? Yeah, Tim, James. How y'all doing this week today? Good. Going hey, into George. The week? I'm good. How are good, you? Good, good, Thank you. Um, Mike kind of rubbed, rubbed the nerve with me when you're talking about the people are here, Palestinians uh, are here illegally. Um he shouldn't have made a comment like that because you don't know if those folks came here and uh, through legalized citizenship by taking the the chance, the chance to become a U.S. citizen, or you maybe you got married to a, to a U.S. citizen and you were able to come to the United States mm-hmm. to become a citizen through marriage. So you have to be careful when you make a blanket statement like that. Um, just like there's a lot of Latino people that come here from Central America, South America. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, maybe some of them came here by jumping and cutting in line or whatever. But then there's a lot of them that are doing the right thing and they're trying to get their citizenship, and there's some who, are, who aren't. But that's, that was a pretty bad, pretty rough statement, you know. Uh, I think he should, I don't know if he should apologize, but I think he should rethink that statement. Um, and one of the reasons, one of the reasons why I was calling today was, uh, I don't know if you heard that comment that was made on TMZ by the, uh, what's the, the, the attorney guy that owns that uh, television show. Uh, Harvey, uh, Harvey, um, yeah, he Weinstein. made a, he made a, a Not very Weinstein. harsh Lev- remark Levitz, about the Black Lives Matter Chicago. Um, oh, that's Chicago Matter. chapter. Yeah, he he said that they were Hitler, uh, Hitler and Nazi, uh, Nazi like in their in their in their thinking. He basically just called them Nazis because of what the attack that happened. Um, that was very harsh, and what I'm, I'm noticing is a lot of people are starting to just jump on the bandwagon. Harvey Levin. Harvey Levin, is that Harvey who you're Levin, talking? yeah. It was just, they were just starting to jump on this bandwagon to be on Israel Israel's side. And I'm like, I missed the days when I was younger, and uh, you had the, you know, got people, journalists would get the uh, Edward R. Murrow uh, Award for, you know, outstanding journalism. Uh, those days... It seems like it's gone by the wayside. We're, there, these 
some of these journalists are so quick to take a one-sided approach to the investigation and not think about what the cause and effects are uh, in this whole situation. Um, it's, it's just sad. And, you know, I've noticed people downtown, you know, they were protesting the pro-Israel, the pro-Palestinian. And the Palestinians were saying, well, look what your people have done to our people over the years. And nobody was taking a look back and saying, even the president of the United States has not even taken a step back and saying, how did we get here? All we know is that some, a group in Palestine, Hezbollah or Hamas or whoever they want to say, did it. Well, Hamas, Hamas, Hamas Hezbollah yeah, is they, Lebanon. They attacked Israel. And now what? Well, look what we have. Yeah, you had, a, you had a, some bad actors that went there and did some bad things. And I think there's some under, underlying current things that happen that may that we don't we probably won't know for five or ten years, twenty years down the line. Um, but there was there was a bad bad event, and when people sit up and you go, I'm pro-Israeli, just like that. These some of our people in America are so quick to bury our heads in the sand and forget how our own people were treated here in America. Look what happened to the Black Panther Party. Why would why did they become a, a part of in California when they made that uh, they were trying to get education after school education and three meals for the kids and that was looked upon when the brothers went to the courtroom and they had the shotguns and everything but they was exercising their constitutional rights look what happens in New York City California uh, you go down to Florida you go down okay. to Mississippi the same thing happens to us right here but I, as our people of color we're being so quick to put our heads in the sand and say. Well, the Palestinians are wrong. They're fighting for their rights. We, what happened to Dr. Martin Luther King when he stood up for us? Mm-hmm. He was telling us, this is what's going on in America. Hey, if we don't wake up and come together, this man lost his life because of that. And all I'm saying is the Palestinian, maybe you shouldn't have the associate. It's hard to not be associated with terrorist organizations because these are what you call in Afghanistan, they were the freedom fighters who later on became al-Qaeda and all this stuff. They started out as freedom fighters. And if America had a different position, the people in Palestine would be called what? Freedom fighters. So we have to be careful about turning our back on people of color with, with, with dark, reflected melanin in their skin and think about what's the big objective. Israel's over there talking about wiping out the whole land. We're coming in with tanks, dropping bombs. They're, they're showing pictures of where Israel is going off. Babies coming to the hospital now from, with Israeli drama. Yeah. 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 Uh, Nobody said anything about that. It's like it's okay. It's okay for you. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh-huh. And 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 thank you, George, for your call. And uh, it it's it's so emotional, and that is such a painful. That area has just been such a a, a painful place on, like I said, on this planet. For 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 forever, it seems like. Yeah, and forever. For and and it's just that. Um, you know, in this particular this particular case, George is right. Know the history and understand it. In this particular case, I don't see how Israel cannot cannot defend itself now uh, against such atrocious atrocious um, such an atrocious subhuman attack. Israel has to do that. Um, but Hamas is so ingrained. It, it's just so, co- it's not a, you know, it's not black or white. But then again, in a lot of ways, it, because both sides, you're right. We are all, you know, everybody that said that there have been, you know, uh, questionable uh, behavior on both sides. In this particular incident, though, I get it. I understand 
that you have to say no, we're not going to take that. But here, I'm sorry, James, you were you were about to to wait. No, I, you made the point, and I'm glad you said it right after I, you know, uh, spoke. You know, kind of raised my voice, and I didn't mean to cut no, you. No, no, no. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. but um, to George's point about you know dark-skinned people, yeah, most of the Palestinians, but the Palestinian people, the the Arab people, which is different. You know, it's not the same as Palestinians in certain instances, as I understand it, but. Most most of them are, are you know a good. Let me say, a good portion of them are dark. There are some of them that uh, are, are have Caucasian features as well. But I wanted to say too, uh, to to George in particular, that there are black Jews. Uh, Ethiopia has large tribes of black Jews. There are black Jews in Israel proper itself. Mm-hmm. So that that it just doesn't stop the color line. Stop at the. Uh, geographical boundaries and like you said Tim, i mean it goes way back i i, I wasn't we didn't I, we talked about the history of it but we didn't talk about although i heard you talk about to some callers earlier in the in the, in the week about uh abraham and his two children is ishmael and isaac and who they were and we know the story that it, you know those are modern day Isaac is 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 the father or Abraham, you know, and then Isaac, the fathers of the modern day Jews, Ishmael, the modern day uh, Palestinians. Yeah, and is, uh, they were correcting David because David said Ishmael was the uh, uh, was the prophet Muhammad, the, uh, Muhammad, the prophet Muhammad, and the prophet Muhammad was Ishmael's. Son, I do believe. Son, right. Yeah, that's exactly. what I'm saying. Yeah, he wasn't, wasn't a direct uh, son. Of, wasn't a direct. No, he was the son. Exactly. So, but, just one more point on that, and I'm not going to get caught up in the weeds. But they, you know, after uh, he, he uh, Abraham had uh, Ishmael first by the handmaid Hagar. 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 Then, yeah, and then he had he became impatient. I, he became impatient with the promise. He became impatient, and then he went into to Hagar, and they, you know, had the child, and then. Uh, um, he 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 did have a son, as as the story goes, that God had promised him, Isaac, and then his his wife Sarah, you know, became impatient with the you know the 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 the, uh, the handmaiden who had had her husband. had the child, and, yeah. but it was her idea. Them. They expelled them. One more point. Yeah. They expelled them, and they went into the wilderness, and they were so exhausted and everything. And and Hagar, you know, the story goes that uh, an, an angel, extraterrestrial being, appeared to her and mm-hmm. said, you know, you, you're going to be blessed. You're going to go through something, but you're going to be blessed. Mm-hmm. And now if you look at the offspring, look at Saudi Arabia, who are their their you know their their related cousins or or Qatar or uh, uh, Bahrain or United Arab Emirates they're rich. I mean, he said that they were going to be blessed. They're rich. It's just that the Palestinians are kind of the the not so not so rich cousins. So it, it's it's not like they weren't blessed. They were blessed. It's just like it's just that. You know, it goes back into, oh, you're not, this is our land, you can't have any of it. So it's back and forth with that. Mm. Uh, Joe, go ahead. How are you? Okay, good afternoon, guys. Listen, uh, two man. things, Tina. First off, um, got my uh, ballot yesterday, my wife and I. Good, good, good. Yeah. dropped them in the mail, so I both. I'm right Congratulations, yes, yes, right. yes, love it. The, mm-hmm. second, the second thing is this, uh, and I'm not trying to be funny. I am, but I'm not. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I noticed that Mayor Hobson has a busted lip. That must be because uh, Shreese has taken off the gloves and busted him right in the mouth because his ads are are punching. And those little old puny ads that the, the, the mayor has got, he needs to stop it. He needs to come out with some more powerful ads than than what he's got out, and 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 let the American, I mean, let the uh, people of uh, Marion County know that there are a lot of things that they did and they've done uh, that's yielded results. And uh, uh, take those gloves off and start. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Well, you know, uh, I, I think he's done both. Uh, it's I, just, I'd have to say some of his ads are very effective. Some, some like of them the have one, been very punchy. Uh, very yeah, the edgy. one with Shreve, uh, Phil Bren, Bremen. Mm-hmm, that's uh, ooh, interviewing that's, him. Did you yeah, see that one to you? I have seen that one. Phil Bremen, he's former like, reporter. He's like, so. uh, 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 you know, like, yeah. like he's lost. But Tina, but Tina, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. You had a policeman on the other day that called off a bunch of statistics that can dispute a lot of things that Shreves is saying mm-hmm. in his ads. Mm-hmm. And and all I'm saying is that Hogsett needs to let the people of Mar- Marion County know that crime has not gone up. Uh, killings have gone down. And mm-hmm. this and that, come out, come out and let us know. Mm. Instead of this, I know that you said, well, he's done this and that, but it seems like the only ad that I see is the one with him the big brother or or some of the other ass that he's got, but they seem to be uh, 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 easy going as far as I'm concerned. Okay, well that's that's what's out this week. And thanks, Joe. The thing of it is, with with uh, campaigns and politicians, you never know uh, what the next day is going to bring. So I, I, you know, as I was saying the other day, that's the flavor of the week this week. You know, that's what's coming on. Yeah. You know, this time could change. Yeah, could change very easily. Could change. So, um, um, uh, Pierre, go ahead. How are you? Oh, good afternoon, Tina and James. Good I'm just sitting here into the um, the um, folks talk and everything. And uh, one of the things that came to my mind was selective outrage. You know, we, we talk about how black people are treated all over the world and people of color are treated all, all over the world. And, you know, I just make the observation that, uh, you know, there are plane loads of African-Americans going down to the Dominican Republic and hanging out in Putacana and places like that. And, you know, um, the Dominican government treats patients like trash. I just wanted to make that observation. It just came to my mind. You know, I was thinking, um, you know, sometimes we get selective in, you know, who we want to. We see things we want to see and, you know. But um, I'm headed down here to vote. I guess I'll vote for Hogsett because, you know, not just going to vote for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, you know, I thought he was a lousy U.S. attorney. But, you know, uh, you know. So, you so Pierre, Pierre, let me ask you this question before you get off. To, um, so you're saying that the Dominican Republic treats dark-skinned people or what? what's your point like 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 trash? Like what, 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 can you can you flesh that out for us? They treat Haitians like trash, and they Haitians, Haitians, okay. Haitians that were born there. Uh, 
that have lived in the Dominican Republic for years. Now, this is Pierre talking about immigration. Uh, and they throw, I mean, they, they're they throwing Haitians out. They're expelling Haitians out and sending them back to Haiti. And, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of those uh, Haitians were born in the Dominican Republic. It's uh, you can go on YouTube and see it, and you can you can Google it and uh, read about it. But you know, plane loads of us, we just go down there and have a good time in Punta Cana and don't think nothing about it. But you can check that out. Uh, but um, you know, I'm, hmm. I'm headed down here to vote. Uh, and uh, one of the things I wanted to say about uh, Tina said uh, the Republicans in Congress. Is a dumpster fire. Yes, they are. And um, here's the thing. Um, I mean, the Democrats should be having a field day, and the president should be, you know, telling the people, you know, there's not much we're going to be able to do to help Israel if we don't have a functioning Congress. Yeah, that's uh, true. It, um, you know, uh, you know, Tina, I, I love Joe Biden, and I love Kamala Harris, but, you know, uh, I, you know, the president's just going to have to get it together, man. I'd be hammering the Republicans right now uh, on this, and I just don't see it. I, I mean, yeah, he, he talks and he tells them, you know, and, um, you know, I'm not even going to get off on the immigration thing because you all know where I'm at on that. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to make that observation. Um, and with this thing going on over in Israel— with this uh, upcoming ground defense, somebody needs to speak directly to the Palestinians in Gaza. They cannot continue to support Hamas yeah. in any way, shape, or form. Hamas is going to get them killed, and it's getting a lot of uh, innocent Palestinians killed. And Hamas doesn't—they don't just want to wipe Israel off the face of the uh, uh, planet. They want to go further. Now, having said that, the Israelis have a right to, to fight back, and, and they're going to fight in urban districts. People are going to get killed. But here's the question. Do they have to use uh, phosphorus ammunition, ammunition that are, uh, that are outlawed? Do they have to use those? I don't think they do. And, Tina, what, one last thing. Um, I mean, uh, are, when are you going to have the congressman on? Uh, so you can um, uh, ask him, Congressman Carson, so you can ask him uh, uh, where he's at on some of these tough issues like immigration, uh, you know, the folks, the problems in New York and Chicago, and, and what uh, what his thinking is on um, what needs to happen in Congress. Uh when availability permits is, is the most I can say there, Pierre. As soon as availability permits, I mean, any chance that we have and any time that we can uh, get the congressman on, uh, we get him. So, um, well, Dion, Dion has to you or Dion, y'all can call him right up and he'll come right on. I'm sure he will. Okay, well, we'll see. We'll All try right. it out. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Pierre. Uh, Let's take a quick break here. We got some more calls. I don't want to have to cut them off. Uh, we'll be right back. WTOC AM, W236CR, Indianapolis. Keeping you informed with what's happening in and around Indy. It's Community Connection. Brought to you by Child Advocates. Your voice, their future. On Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM. 
And we're back with Community Connection. About to head into our second hour. Tina Cosby here with our contributing analyst, James Patterson. Uh, we're into open lines and uh, we can review. And James, uh, we're working our way through the phone lines, which are always packed on open lines and we can review day. A uh, couple of other things, though, we're going to get to uh, in just a moment. But let's get back to the phone lines. Marvin, how are you? Uh, good afternoon, Tina and James. I'm well. How are you both doing? Doing well, thank you. I'll, I'll be quick so you can get to other callers, but I wanted to follow up with, uh, and I don't know, uh, two callers, the gentleman that was talking about Israel and Palestine. Um, I understand where he's coming from, and I think we all understand that, you know, they haven't allowed Palestine to become a state, et cetera. But, Tina, you made the perfect point with Hamas did. You know, there just has to be a response. And like I think another caller said, they have to pull themselves away. If you remember back when Yasser Arafat was around, they had the, what was it, the Palestinian Authority? Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, you know, and they kind of, you know, were the power power they can control that, you know, uh, the people voted for over Hamas. But I wanted to get to the mayor's race. I understand what the gentleman said. I wouldn't vote it. Thursday. I went on Thursday, yesterday. And, you know, I voted for the mayor. And I think one of your, at, at the at the uh, debate you all hosted, I remember Cameron asking the mayor and uh, uh, Street, you know, basically your platforms are alike. And uh, there's only two things that I, I think about that and I tell people when thinking about Jefferson Street. Either he's lying, you know what I mean? Because if you say we need a new mayor, but you're taking on your platforms almost look identical to the current mayor. Why would we need to get rid of the current mayor and elect you? So I tell people either he's lying, he has no intention on doing the things that he he says he's going to do, and I keep telling people he'll have the state legislature in his pocket so he can go there, because I'm pretty sure that the uh, city county council will remain in Democratic control, Um I, I just wouldn't trust it. I couldn't trust it. And uh, so I'm sticking with the mayor. And I, I think the mayor will eke it out. This will be a lot closer than it was against him and the and state uh, senator. But uh, I think the mayor will eke it out. And I understand what the, the gentleman saying about the commercials, because you get concerned. But what I know, what I've learned in Jefferson Streets, a lot of his commercials turned me off from voting for him. And I've heard other people say that as well as he's going to have problems within his own party because he's trying to make people think he's this moderate. And so there's a lot of folks in the Republican, there's no excitement out there to go vote for him. If you remember when and Mayor Ballard beat uh, Bart Peterson, he had a lot of energy. You saw his had enough signs all over the city. You could almost sense at the last minute that that election was turning in Ballard's favor. I have not seen that same energy or excitement about Street, but Tina or James, if you've seen it, let me know. Because I kind of, when I'm driving around, even in Meridian Kessler area, I look for signs. I'm trying to see who's got a lot of signs out. And I just don't see them. I haven't seen a lot of Mayor Hogsett either, but he's the favorite incumbent. I just don't see excitement behind Street. He's got a lot of commercials, mm-hmm. but I haven't seen that turn into a lot of excitement. But if Mm-hmm. I'm missing something. I know you two will tell me. Yeah. Thanks right. for taking well, thank my you. call. Thank you, Marvin. Uh, I will say this, Jay, and, and Marvin makes really excellent points, as always, yeah, in, in his calls. Shreve, uh, you know, may not be generating a lot of excitement, but he certainly evokes a lot of emotion. <laughs> yeah, you know, I would say so. People get emotional when that name comes up, and I don't know what that means for him. 
uh, going forward in this election, but he certainly pulls um, at the emotion uh, of voters. Uh, yeah, and, and what he's doing is he's putting a lot of money, money mm-hmm. into advertising, broadcast advertising, um, and that I mean, I think you know I'm not one who's looked at their campaign finance sheets that they have to turn into the state uh, periodically. They don't mm-hmm. they don't have to turn it in mm-hmm. you know, like on time, but mm-hmm. afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, and but I would say just based upon what I've seen, I, I'd say he's putting a lot of money. There's a lot of money behind him, and, and, and like you said, he sold his business for what five hundred and ninety million. Yeah, five ninety, um, five hundred ninety yeah. million. So he got some pockets, so he thinks he can win that way. So, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, so be it. Um, But, uh, but yeah, that, uh, wow. Anyway. Um, But, um, you know, as far as uh, the Middle East, and then we can move on, it's... um, it's it's going to be uh, ugly, you know, going forth. Yeah, absolutely, Um, Tina. You mm -hmm. you can look at the, you know, just uh, what what uh, who was that who said Pierre was saying? You know, I mean Hamas, they don't care about sacrificing the people that they are the government of, and uh, uh, many of the people I've heard in Palestine don't really care for Hamas's uh, very aggressive and uh, no, they don't tactics. But they, you know, in terms of who they could elect to represent them in government, there were very few choices, and so there goes Hamas. So yeah, but if you look at mm-hmm. the, the the maps of that area, they are bordered on the south by Egypt, and I heard mm-hmm. this morning that you know Egypt is only letting so many through. I mean, the, I'm sure the people, the conditions there are getting worse and worse by the day. Israel controls the water; they control the electricity. Um, you know, there's no supplies yeah. for the hospitals and the wounded getting in and out. And there, you know, the fact that Israel, ha- Israel has Israel has control of all of that uh, had uh, tensions building over the years as well. So um, yeah, but there's no corridor to escape. There's Lebanon, uh-uh, uh-uh. and why aren't these countries saying, "Hey, you know, it's horrible what y'all did, but the main body of people." Uh, don't need to be punished for what your leaders did. Come on over here, but their borders are—you know—they're—they're they're not letting people. Uh, no, uh, and and Hamas is. Hamas is very skilled at, at using humans as as yeah. shields, and so it's 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 kind of like picking through. Uh, you know how how do you how do you separate Hamas from the hum- humanity there that's there the people that don't want any part of it that ha- that don't support it but that are being used I mean it's just ugh, yeah, just they're ugly. trapped they're they're trapped and uh, again the hospitals are crying for it's it's just not going to be by the time we talk again James it, I, oh, I shudder it, to it, think oof, I shudder too yeah I shudder to think what we're gonna have but here um here at home um. You know, our sports guy yesterday was uh, was detained at the uh, at the IMS at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Uh, but since we like, you know, we'll get a little sports in since it is open lines and we can review. Um, since uh, Danny was last there, Jonathan Taylor over the weekend, um, new multi-million dollar contract extension. Uh, basically, everything he had asked for, he got. 
Uh, and so you got to kind of wonder what all of the the drama, the posturing, and, and all of that other stuff was about. But something obviously changed. Uh, he was in the game Sunday and contributed. Uh, but it was uh, Zach Moss who really, really, really contributed. I think they're working him in early. So Jonathan, Tate, Jonathan Taylor's picture will stay on the side of Lucas Oil Stadium. He is with the team for the next three years. I couldn't be happier. And whatever, uh, you know, whatever issues that they had uh, have been ironed out uh, to the tune of millions of dollars. Everybody's happy. We're happy. They're happy. He's happy. So let's go. You know, let's yeah. go. It's like $14 million a year. And it's because, mm. you know, they're not stupid. He's one of the top running backs mm. in the league when healthy. Mm. He can just flat out run. Yeah. Um, and Zach Moss, uh, thank Thank God, uh, you know, as, as far as a uh, Colts, mm-hmm. uh, you know, position is, uh, he's no slouch mm-hmm. himself. You know? No, he's doing, he's getting the job done, too. Uh, but, uh, and and just when you thought, okay, we get one thing straightened out, it's kind of like a leaky boat right now. Get yeah. Jonathan Taylor locked in, he's good, good to go. And then um, our star rookie quarterback uh, suffers another injury, this one pretty ugly, uh, uh, shoulder uh, injury, so he's going to be out at least the next four weeks. The the good news is, uh, Mister Do No Harm but Win Games, uh, Gardner Minshew, uh, qu- backup quarterback. He doesn't he doesn't hurt anything, and that's yeah. unusual when you see in a backup quarterback because you usually see a drop off of something, you know, some area, uh, the a significant drop off, and you just don't see it that much. I mean, there may be some, you just don't see it that much with him. So we're we're very fortunate. The thing of it is, James, this weekend they're going down to. Jacksonville, uh, and at stake is uh, first place in the AFC South. Uh, that's what's uh, yeah. That's what's a difficult place to win. They have not won down there in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, the Jaguars beat them uh, the first game of the season already, uh, but it was. I didn't see the game, but I read about it. It was, it was. Uh, you, didn't, didn't you say? I heard you say it a couple of times that if it wasn't for one or two plays, um, they could have maybe gotten a victory out of that. Uh, near mm-hmm. the absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. but Gardner Minshew is, uh, you know, he's he's a capable. He he could be a starter for a lot of teams. So, like you say, there's no drop off there. He's, you know, he is not what Anthony Richardson uh, is as far as no. his natural gifts, but he has enough gifts himself. He's smart out there. He knows what to do. He doesn't make mistakes. Mm-hmm. He has yet to throw an interception. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has come in and won two or three ball games mm-hmm. after uh, Richardson has come out. Um, so they don't drop off anything with him. And they've got uh, Taylor. They've got that great defense, the way they're playing right yeah, now. Yeah. So we should be good. Uh, so that we, we, should be, we should be competitive. Definitely. Yeah, we should be. And who in their right mind, uh, if, if not right mind, uh, who would have thought that at six weeks in, you know, we're, we're going into week six, that the Colts would be three and two fighting for the, the, the first place in the division, uh, fighting for first place, that you know, in contention for first place. I mean, because they weren't even, uh, I, I think it was, uh, who was it that said they may win five games if, if they do that? And uh, they've already won three. Uh, and again, right there in the hunt for first place in the AFC South. So good for them. Yeah. You know, we're going to wish really them. departed Uncle Hallie Gregory, 
used to say mm-hmm. he was the first uh, black uh, athletic director at the Coast Guard Academy. Mm-hmm. That's why you play them. You know, you can say what you say on paper, but that's why you play them. Yeah, I mean, they that's can, why you play the games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At yeah. the beginning of the season, but you don't know what you got until they hit the field. That's it. And then you know, yesterday uh, we had a, we had an interesting Indian dot Indiana Department of Transportation uh, is taking community input about. Uh, a project, uh, a modernization project that is probably going to get underway in the next few years uh, of the interstates within the I-465 corridor around the city of Indianapolis, specifically I-65 and I-70. And I was so pleased with the calls that we got because just about every single one of them was was from professional drivers, and uh, their insight uh, was just invaluable. And so um, PropelIndy.com is the website. So if anybody has any ideas and any feedback that they'd like to give um, that group that is researching and taking public comment, uh, you can do it anytime on the website, propelindy.com. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, d- I didn't hear that. And mm-hmm. um, just a little clarification my uncle, Dr. Halle Gregory, was the first African American athletic director at Coast Guard Academy. Um, oh, but- wow. Heavyweight yeah. James. <laughs> <laughs> he 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 was he was quite a story. I, you weren't in the Coast Guard, James. Uh, Navy. <laughs> yeah, I know. I remember the Navy, but you can you know you can do a couple of different things. You, you did. <laughs> <laughs> but did you hear about uh, the uh, AES? And remember all of that that uh, Tina the, the the knowledge and the the announcements you gave everyone mm-hmm. regarding the the meeting the the latest meeting over at. Um, New Augusta Academy North about mm-hmm. you know uh, to uh, about the uh, the hearing the public hearing they were having regarding the proposed uh, rate increase by AES which mm-hmm. would raise everyone's uh, bill. Well, what came out of that is 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 was worth all the effort because I, I saw a story this morning where the the group that sponsored that. Uh, the uh, I mean, it's coming up. Citizens Action Coalition? Uh, no, no, no. That was a state. The Indiana Utility Regulatory Commission held, hosted those meetings. Yeah, that that was the group that they, um, you know, well, I'll tell you what this group is. But anyway, what came out of it was they are recommending, and here it is right here, mm-hmm. the uh, Office of, the Indiana Office of Utility Consumer Counselor, OUCC, mm-hmm. is, is recommending, because of these meetings and because of the 1,500 letters they, saw, they received you, in thank print you, thank you, thank you. and two meetings, um, they are, uh, although the AES wanted an 8.4% base rate increase, mm-hmm. they are recommending recommending a 1.2% increase to the yes to the Indiana Utility Regulatory Commission. So good work, Tina, again. It paid off. And, you know, so now the uh, AES is going to have to consider appealing that because usually what the Office of Indiana Office of uh, Utility Regulatory Commission counselor, consumer counselor, excuse me, Mm -hmm. says is what goes. Oh, so the boss has spoken. Yeah. 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 So, but they don't need 8%. And and the, even the uh, Citizens Action Coalition was saying uh, that 8%, the way it was positioned, was misleading uh, because they said, what, 
$17 an hour, $17 a month. And what it really uh, amounted to was uh, $23 and 68 or anyway, over $23 yeah. a month. So even that was misleading, you know, and, and couched into and played around and hidden in some different, uh, some different language. So 1.2% Hey, if you got to have an increase, uh, I don't know how it gets any better than going from 8.4% to 1.2. Yeah, and if the IURC takes the recommendations. Um, Which they and probably, and you say they usually do. They usually do, yeah. Uh, it's hard to overcome that yeah. uh, because they got lots of document, documentation. They got um, consumer, you know. Yeah, that's crazy. Comments and all that, you know, yeah. all those letters. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. we need we need more money so that we can give better service when the uh, uh, when there are power outages. <laughs> you already yeah, get a whole I mean, lot more money. <laughs> they they you know that's the the point they made too was that um, the ex the expenses that they the the AES said that they needed to cover did not hold water. I mean it just. It wasn't um, anything that they could justify in passing on um, a, uh, a, a raising the util proposed utility, uh, the utility proposed raising the uh, monthly service charge to $25 from $16.75 and then um, decreasing their authorized return on equity to 9.1, um, mm -hmm. uh, which is what the uh, counselor recommended. But AES wanted that uh, uh, to keep to, to uh, uh, in increase it to 10.6% from the 9.99, almost a percent, that was approved in 2018. I mean, it's just... They, I hate to say this, but, you know, it, it's just wanting something for nothing just to increase your profits. That's what it boils down to. Yeah, indeed. Greed. Corporate greed. Corporate greed. Corporate well, okay, you said it. Yeah, corporate you're, greed. You're the, you're the host. Oh, you yeah. Brother man. <laughs> brother man. Brother man. How are you? Go ahead. How are you, brother man? Hey, you and James doing it today, uh, touching a lot of topics, and uh, uh Thanks for taking my call. Um, that land they fighting on over, wasn't that already laid out in the Bible, or is that the one where they said that they had so much all the way to the Euphrates, or is that the land? I mean, that's part of it. You're right, Brother Man. That That's part of the land that they went into in Canaan in 1250 B.C., so thirty-two, roughly 3,200 years ago, a little more than that. And that that, but it was more than that. That so that's a good point. It was even more than what they are now reduced to. But the 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 Palestinians never wanted them there. Never ever ever wanted them there. In 1948, when the UN created the the state of Israel, the very next day, all the surrounding um, countries went to war against Israel. They've been fighting ever since. Yeah, fighting over something they're gonna die and leave. Well. Uh, I just want to say one more thing about Jonathan Taylor. He's a good running back, and Colts got a good uh, team if they keep pushing it with their backup yeah. quarterback they got. Yeah. So uh, I think they can make it if they if they push hard enough. If they you pull guys together, have yeah. a great weekend. Thank you, brother man. Thank you, you, brother man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, Sherry, go ahead. How are you? Hello, how y'all doing today? 
Doing good, doing good. Thank you. Uh, okay. I just want to put this in the air because it's kind of getting tiresome. I love our city under this end construction we're doing. I love it. I love it. It's, 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 it's a beautiful thing. But this is what is bothering me with the Department of Public Works. Mm-hmm. Uh, you keep starting these projects, not uh, cleaning up the mess and finishing what is already supposed to be cleaned up. The reason why I'm bringing this up, you know, ever since I started this, I just this year is going through tires and I stay on highway. Mm-hmm. And I say in the inner city limits where all this construction uh, going on. I am saying clean up. Right now, 38th Street and Keystone still has all these uh, these points uh, things uh, to direct traffic. But they've been sitting there for a month. And no workers are out there. Not only that. Next to playing on 34th mm-hmm. in Keystone area. I'm talking about our inner city now. Why are we paving one quarter of a job that needs to be 100% done? And what does that mean to the public? So let's wake up. We have three blocks that are bumpy roads going boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. But I got one quarter of the three blocks done where I, they, they worked on it. I'm like, well, okay, are they going to finish 34th to Dr. Andrew Brown from Kingston? No, they done stop. Now, I do want to recommend to say thank you to the men who did that job because they cleaned up after their cells. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. But one of the problems I'm seeing, let's finish the job that needs to be done before we just keep on piling on jobs. But you know what? Here's the thing, Sherry, and I'm, I'm not, believe you me, I'm not trying to make, uh, you know, take, make ex- excuses for them. But it depends on who's doing the job. Some of those jobs are in dot. Some of those jobs are, uh, you know, Indianapolis. Independent jobs, and yeah. I understand that. Sublet yeah, jobs. so they're not I, all the same. Jobs. They're not all the same entity doing those jobs. It's different. Okay. It's different so ones. let me ask you this, because we do distribute the money to the independent contractors. So you've been driving around this city, especially right now. I'm on um, 65. I'm on Highway uh, 65 North going into our city. Mm-hmm. There have been drums sitting out here for months. Months. Do you know whose project? No is, it in, is it NDOT or DPW? In is it NDOT or DPW? Well, actually, whichever company that it is, they know who they are. NDOT or DPW. All I'm saying is, gentlemen, the public, I have changed both out of my tires. I have watched uh, my, my co-workers mm. come in and say their car done got messed up or something in the street at 6 o'clock in the morning. And I know they're not lying because I get up at 5.30, start driving in the dark. Okay? Mm-hmm. So I just say let's do better. We pay tax dollars a lot. Just to get it right, let's have great uh, penmanship anymore. We're showing as adults to me 
and who, who deals with our children. I think when we pick ourselves up, our kids will do better. And that's across the board or everything. Because mm-hmm. leaders, we depend on you. But me, I depend on everyone to be the best student for our children that are looking. So from our corporations, because, you know, all this greed, uh, start teaching the correctness in school systems. Start teaching the correctness, and we will have a better world for our state of Indiana. And if we show it here, I guarantee it will flourish everywhere. I believe in that, and I love you, Tina and James. Please have a nice weekend. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Sherry. Uh-huh. Sherry, yeah, and it is difficult to distinguish the difference between. Yeah, there's, there's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sherry just knows there's a bunch of stuff here, and mm-hmm. I don't understand, and, you know, it looks ugly, and it's impeding traffic, but I understand where her heart's coming from. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, so yeah, um, there was that. You know, James, um, we, we were talking about politics and, and Shreve and Hogsett. There's a disturbing, uh, the Democratic Party sent out a, 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 a text, not a text, an email warning people of a fake um, a series of text messages that are going out appearing to be from the Democratic Progressive Party, uh, but traced back to the Hamilton County GOP. Did you see that? Oh, no. Yeah, I did see that. And and it was astonishing. Yeah. Uh, Could you read that for for the listeners? Yeah, hold on. Let me get Let me pull it up again, Um, because it's um, it's just absolutely frightening. What it is, is if it's true, it's ridiculous. I mean, it smacks Mm. of some of the tactics that we had mm-hmm. during the 2020 election and, and previous elections. I mean, attorney mm-hmm. people like attorney Bohan and them mm-hmm. know that, you know, those are scams. People try to uh, falsify, you know, send false, uh, falsify information mm-hmm. regarding uh, a campaign or what someone, a uh, political candidate did or what they should do or whatever. Yeah. And then it's, claim uh, it's one party doing it when it's actually, when it's another, actually when, the other. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is from Sam Barloga. Uh, he's with the Indiana Democratic Party for immediate release. Uh, and the headline is fake texting campaign apparently launched by GOP to deceive central Indiana voters. Uh, Chairman Schmoll, Mike Schmoll, calls a dirty trick repulsive and GOP's denial uh, laughable at best. And uh, here's the text. Uh, Text sent from a group uh, masquerading as the progressive Democrats of Indiana are spreading false statements about Democrats regarding the terror attacks in Israel, attempting to deceive voters ahead of the November election. On Thursday afternoon, voters in central Indiana received a text pretending to be from the progressive Democrats of Indiana promoting a rally in downtown Indianapolis. Now, when the voter replied stop to opt out, the auto reply revealed the message was sent by the Hamilton County Republican GOP. Oh. Uh, whoever oh. sent out this message is using desperate lies and smears to try and deceive voters. It is shameful. It is anti-democratic and it is wrong. Um, and so that was the um and Tina, and, that brings up another issue. Here, let me let me see from the Hamilton get... County GOP. You want to play something? No, I was just going to read. Uh, I was going to read the text. Go ahead. As it, yeah. 
Sorry, I didn't mean to cut. No, that's okay. It says, hello, this is the Progressive Democrats of Indiana inviting you to a historic event. We want to invite you to today's free Palestine rally at 5.30 p.m. on Monument Circle. As Democrats, we need to stand together with our Palestinian brothers in this struggle for freedom. Please attend and join us in standing against the violence against innocent Palestinians. Um and then it says, yeah. at a time when members of our community are in mourning and supporting friends and family members who are going to Israel to fight terrorists, these messages are spreading lies and dividing our country, said Hamilton County Democratic Party Chair Dana Colbert. This deceitful text message campaign is just the latest example of how their only goal is to divide our community. Let's elect real leaders to our communities this November and reject these desperate and disgusting actions, taking advantage of a vicious terrorist attack with the mayor. Americans being held hostage for a dirty political trick is repulsive, said Indiana Democratic Chair Mike Schmoll. Voters are sick and tired of petty politics that smear and divide our communities, and the GOP's denial was laughable at best. The people of Carmel deserve leadership that is moral, ethical, and fair. And that's the end of the that's the end yeah, of the release. Yeah, an email mm -hmm. encouraging people uh -huh. to attend a rally. Mm -hmm. Uh, in downtown Indy, right, Tina, yeah. the, the pro-Palestinian, on the pro-Palestinian side, was uh, traced to the Hamilton County, am I correct, Republican GLP. Party? The, yeah. mm -hmm. That's number one. That was one red flag besides being despicable, if true, despicable. Mm -hmm. yeah. it's, it's one county interfering, you know, uh, sort of involving themselves into an election uh, or not election, but an issue that's in another county. The, the, the event took place in downtown Marion County at the Circle. And so they're in Hamilton County. So what's, what's their, you know, what, what's their dog in this fight? So, you know, I mean, it's just despicable, the deceit coming out of this uh, uh, yeah. alleged. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure everyone was aware of that and uh, just, just be aware. Um, it's it's getting harder and harder with AI, you know, just straight yeah. out flat lies and deceits, so uh, deceitfulness. So it's just it's just difficult. Um, but uh, it is. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, let's what take is? a quick three one seven two three nine thirteen ten three one seven two three nine thirteen ten. Open lines for another. Uh, well, until the end of the show, that's probably about thirty minutes from now. Uh, James Patterson, Tina Cosby here. We'll be back with you right after these messages. Let's get back to the conversation. It's Community Connection with Tina Cosby on Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM, Indy's Inspiration Station. And we are back with Community Connection. Tina Cosby here with our contributing analyst, James Patterson. Open lines and we can review 317-239-1310, 317-239-1310. And James, uh, we would be remiss if we did not uh, remind everyone uh, that early voting is now underway. Now, now. Now, right now. Today, right now, somebody is voting. Early. And we've had callers that have called in today and yeah. said that they've already voted early. And I, I'm sure that I will. I'm sure that I will. I'm not yeah, I'm, sure. I'm positive I'm going to. And, and if it means that I'm going to have to go down to the city county building, you know, and not wait around until they have the, um, you know, have the, the satellite. Gonna, yeah, eight, eight satellite um, sites in Marion County will open uh, starting October 28th, I do believe. Eight yep. satellite sites. And um, they'll only be open until November 5th. Well, 
November 5th, and then the, the, the city county building will be open until November 6th at noon. Yeah, uh, and, and so. that's not even two weeks. It's, no, it's not. not even two mm-hmm. weeks. So I don't know what about that. About. You know, what Attorney Bohannon um, yeah. brought up the, the clarification that it's the Marion County Election Board, which has, I think, mm-hmm. two Democrats and two Republicans. Mm-hmm. And so if, if, you know, they can be deadlocked, nothing can be done. I mean, so the Republicans are always blocking things that would make voting easier, of mm-hmm. course, because mm-hmm. they don't want more people to vote because they figure they'd be voted out of office. But, you know, so we got to keep trying. You know, I got to what you got to what what. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, people and fear, 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 fear of losing, you know, the reins of power is just, yes. is driving things right into the ground. It, it just, it is, it's, it is. it's it, scary. You know, I mean, it goes against, we talked about, several callers talked about freedom and, and what that means to them. Um, you know, particularly Mike mm-hmm. was talking about freedom and, and, and who can contribute to that. Well, certainly all citizens who can vote have the right to freedom and they should have the right to vote voting should be made much easier it should be um, you know some people have been saying it should be like a holiday where i mean we should do things to encourage more people to vote not discourage or make it harder for people to vote mm, indeed absolutely 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 um but anyway, um, yeah, the city county building during regular, you know, business hours and and, and the same uh, is available right down here at the city county building, 200 East Washington Street. Although the in, the the entrance is off of Delaware, it's off of yeah. Delaware. Yeah, the entrance to go in there is off Delaware, and they're usually it, it's such a pleasant experience. I you know the people are always very nice. They're very professional, very helpful. Uh, so any you know any time you go down to do that is it, there and and I, I'm encouraged that we've had callers saying look one is like I'm on my way wasn't that Pierre or somebody yeah I said he was know. on his way yeah indeed yeah indeed. and then um, was it it was brother man who said that he had just sent his mm-hmm. absentee ballot yes yeah, sent his ballot in. yeah sent motivated let's 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 get it going let's let's, let's keep it up going. yeah because that's going to be the key and Dion says it all very well that uh, in Marion County um, especially you know with African Americans we don't necessarily have a problem getting ourselves registered we have a problem of getting ourselves to the polls and participating yeah. in the process turnout and it for short uh to be short is voter turnout and so if we can get that those numbers you know just get folks to just turn out just go um exactly that, and, and, that would be and great. really you're supposed to by law uh, mm-hmm. by law if if you're working because a lot of our people are working during the day many people work during the day and and uh indiana has this antiquated you know six to mm-hmm. six voting rule 6 a.m mm-hmm. to 6 p.m so a lot of people get off at you know 4 30 5 5 30 some even later than that that should not preclude them from voting and if they have a problem i know you'll be mm-hmm. putting out a number as we get closer to the election um they can talk to a lawyer or somebody because your your employer is not supposed to prohibit you. It's supposed to really give you time to Yeah, you're vote. supposed to be given time to vote. Okay. I think is what it's four hours, is it? Three hours? Yeah, I so don't many know hours. Time, Tina, but th- there's a time slot they're supposed to give you. Yeah, yes, they, the you're right, by law. Yeah. Uh, 317-239-1310, 317-239-1310. Open lines on Community Connection. Uh, Denise, go ahead. How are you? 
Oh, good afternoon. I guess what I wanted to comment on was um, we are working Monday through Friday, and some of us, it is seven days a week. Mm -hmm. But when you have the early voting, that's the opportunity that we have to push forward. We have to yeah. go and vote at these early voting sites. But here in Marin County, it just seems like first it started out with the narrative that we don't vote. And now that we are voting, now that we're in this game called voting for whom we choose to mm -hmm. represent us, mm -hmm. these obstacles are still in the way right. from us voting. For example, when you have only uh, the city-county building open for early voting, and we live on all four parts of town, that is discouraging. And we're trying to get to the daycare to pick up our kids. You know, some of us are still are uh, raising our grandkids. We have to get there uh, so we won't get that late fee charge. And then yeah. giving them a snack and trying to go get in line to go and vote. It, it's, it's just a lot. But I just hope that we just continue to push forward like the people, the strong people that we are. Yep. And my other comment is pertaining to that scam from the GOP from uh, Hamilton County. Mm -hmm. This is exactly what the Republican Party likes to do. This is their representation. But they always try to present themselves as the high road of morality and yeah. uh, all these things that uh, we're supposed to live by to have a good life and represent our neighbors and this and that. Mm -hmm. This is what they do. Mm -hmm. And the guy that called in about Jefferson Street in having the same uh, format that doctor, mm -hmm. not doctor, but uh, that the mayor has. Mm -hmm. If you really go back and listen to, I had to record what Jefferson Shreve was saying. Mm -hmm. He said to the mayor, use your voice. Uh, duh. <laughs> he is using his voice. Yeah. He's saying things that the mayor is already doing. Mm -hmm. So yeah. am I the only one that caught that? He said, we need to do this. We need to do that. Well, it's being done. Yeah. And yeah. his party, they really need to start being about the right and stop yeah. these scams and these undercover mm -hmm. messages. But I'm one of those people. You mail me that that. Uh, uh, propaganda, I'm going to return to sender. That was so exciting for me to return that to sender. Don't Denise, do it again. It's so good to hear yeah. your voice again. I haven't heard you for a while. Thank yeah, I... Uh... I, I got a I got an email. It, a lot, thank you, thank you, Denise. Along those lines, uh, <laughs> return to sender. return to sender. Well, I got an email from the Trump campaign, and oh. I reported it as you know as spam and don't and did everything I could do. Don't don't send any more of that, please. I don't know how that that came through, but. Uh, no, uh, this this <laughs> this, this ain't happening. Uh, <laughs> James, um, breaking news, so to speak. This is this 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 uh, UAW strike is getting ugly. Uh, apparently, a Stellantis, former Chrysler plant, has announced that 700 Kokomo employees will be uh -oh. temporarily laid off. Uh, Stellantis announced 700 employees will be temporarily laid off at the Kokomo Transmission and Casting Plants. The layoffs are effective October 13th. That is today. Friday yeah. the 13th. It's Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th today, yeah. According to Stellantis... 50. 
Yeah, the, the layoffs are a consequence of the strike action at the Toledo Assembly Complex. Uh, and in quotation, this must be a company spokesperson, Stellantis. Uh, these plants have reached maximum inventory levels of the parts or components they supply for the Jeep Wrangler or Jeep Gladiator, the company said in a statement. Stellantis now has 1,340 employees on temporary layoff across three states. Uh, they provided the following graphic that shows the strike impact impact on business. It's always an you know, impact on business. So, uh, boy, it gets uglier and uglier. Yeah, and it has effects. Like yeah. You said, Real, yeah, domino. Domino effect, yeah. Exactly. Um, let's see. Kokomo is 61.6 miles due north, straight north of Indianapolis. Mm -hmm. So I think... Yeah. Straight north. Um, you know, take a couple ways to go up there, but you can take US 31. That's the main route. And so Kokomo has a relation to to Indianapolis, the capital city, and that is huge for 700 people on Friday the 13th to lose their job, like you said, because this uh, UAW strike is expanding. And, and did we mention before about uh, the Mack truck strike? Um, and then I also heard about the, the health care strike. Uh, Kaiser Pimentel or something like that. Ka yeah, that that the largest health care worker strike in U.S. history. They're going to go back to the picket lines in November if there's no resolution mm -hmm. to their to their to their demand. Yeah. Um. So this this like you said this could impact a lot of things. James, in a footnote to what you shared with us about AES uh, a short time ago, I just got another push alert. Uh, AES Indiana has the most disconnections in Indiana. Uh, advocates say the rate hike proposal won't help. Uh, I did not know AES had the most disconnections in Indiana. I didn't either. It, yeah, this is this is according to the Indian. Let me see who this is from. Oh, this is from WRTV. Uh, earlier this year, um, in just what you were saying, the outage, and they asked to increase by $17 a month. Hoosiers have said that's too much. Advocates have cried foul. And now the state's Consumer Protection Agency is saying no way. Uh, yeah. Friday morning, the Indiana Office of Utility Consumer Counselor recommended rejecting AES's Indiana proposal and reducing that proposal by as much as 86%. Um, the uh, you know it, it goes on to say that the the, the recommendation is around one percent, and so uh, based on more than a three month review of the request and technical experts, um, and then fifteen hundred comments, like you said, written comments, like you said, that were were sent in. So on top of everything else that you shared earlier, and on top of uh, the consumer protection uh, group saying no way, Indiana has the most AES disconnects. So how's a rate hike going to help? Yeah. And also, um, AES is, is, Indiana is asking the Indiana Utility Regulatory Commission to waive rules requiring utilities to make in-person, because you talked about uh, disconnections in that story, to, to make in-person visits. AES wants the IURC to waive the rule that they have to have somebody on site to a customer's property before shutting the service off. It's like, we can do this from downtown. We don't want to have to have uh, a person there. And the uh, OUCC, the Council's mm -hmm. Office, Utility mm -hmm. Council's Office, uh, proposed protections include requiring 
the utility to obtain updated contact information for at least 80% of its customers and follow specific guidelines to inform customers of the change prior to cutting somebody's utility uh, off, prior to implementing this change, which would allow them to cut somebody's utility off with not anyone being on site to tell mm-hmm. you, hey, we're getting ready to cut your uh, your electricity mm-hmm. off. Uh, do, you know, can you can you pay or can you do something? Pay Nothing like that, Tina. Yeah. Well, and the other thing that I think we as consumers need to be uh, very keenly aware of is if this goes as we think it will, basically, you know, their, their request has been slashed by more than 86%. Watch out for them hiding... Uh, uh, increases in other areas because that, that's another little trick that they play. So we got to watch out for that as well. Well said. Yep, indeed. Uh, William, how are you? How are you doing, Miss Tina? I'm doing well, sir. And yourself? Doing pretty good. Very good. Thank good. Thank be to the Lord who gives the victory. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Mm-hmm. I I just wanted to yell at the young people that are <laughs> eligible to vote. Those that will be 18 before before the election day and are registered to vote mm-hmm. to get out there and vote, you know? Yeah. Uh, they'll say so. And your voice is the most important thing that we got going for ourselves right now because yeah. your voice will be out there for a long time if yeah. you continue to be registered. That's to vote. right. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah, your future belongs to the belong to us. Yeah, we we just have to find a better way of making it real or or, or or having it hit home or driving it home because maybe we're not communicating it correctly. I don't know. I think we are. I really don't. Yeah. Uh, although we we had a tremendous uh youth voter turnout in the last yes, uh election and so I think if we just continue to try to find, you know, different ways and creative ways to get the message across, in addition to the standard ways, uh, I think we're going to be okay. But we got to stay on top of it. We definitely can't walk away from it. Not and right. the youth are doing this themselves, uh, Tina and William. Mm-hmm. You know, through the through the social media. I mean, mm-hmm. that's how they drummed up support before. I mean, there's a lot of people in that age group who they're, they're not. You know they're going. They're definitely stepping up to, mm-hmm. to try to get their peers involved. Indeed, absolutely. So, have you voted yet, William? Oh no, no, not yet. I like to do it the old-fashioned way, Miss Sam. Oh, you like to go on the day and be in the mix. Be in the mix of it all. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I like to do that too. I, you know, actually, what I because I vote early. I still like to I, I still like to be in the mix and I'll drive by you know some polling places and different areas and. Um, uh, to see what <laughs> see what's going on, just to you know, just to feel like I'm a part of it because uh, it's it's just fun to me. It's fun. It feels good. It's great. I just love to see the long land. I see how many young people. Mm-hmm. Uh, when 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 President Obama was running, uh, I was shocked. I really was shocked. It was uh, when it opened, mm-hmm. and there were young people standing in the land already. I said, by goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, indeed. All righty. Well, thank you so, so very much. I appreciate it. You have a good right. weekend, William. Uh, Laura, go ahead. How are you? Yes. Uh, um, what is the uh, number to call to get an absentee ballot? Uh, my understanding is the number is 317-327-5100. Five one zero zero again three one seven three two seven 
5100. That's the number to the Indiana Election Board, and they can direct you to where you need to go. 5100. That's the number to the Indiana Election Board, and they can direct you to where you need to go. Thank you. All righty. Thank you. Uh, Clarice, we'll make you the last call. Go ahead. How are you? Uh, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to make a comment about I'm I'm 68 years old and uh, I'm going through some health issues, but I'm I'm going I'm I'm pretty good now. But uh, good. E- even though I might have health issues uh, for the last three years and going forward this year, I would like I'm going to uh, I early voted yesterday because again, thank you. Uh, yeah. We're promised tomorrow. We promised the weather's going to be. Uh, good on that day of the of the day that we vote. So again, I want my vote to count even mm-hmm. when I possibly die t- tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? So I, again, uh, I'm, I'm just for me. I just want to ver- vote as early as I can, and also research my candidates prior to me voting. So yeah. that's one thing I want to put out that I want the early vote because again, we're not promised. I want to take advantage of anything. If I get money early, I want to get money early. If I'm able to vote early, I want to vote early as much as I can because, again, we're not promised tomorrow. Thank you. All righty. Thank you, Clarice. And, um, hey, very hey, good. That's good. good good advice. Um, I, I heard that from my mother all my life. We are not promised tomorrow. Uh, that's right, Tina. Yes, indeed, indeed, indeed. So, um uh, Nyla, we have less than a minute. Uh, we're going to try to squeeze you in here. Nyla gets in at the end. Yeah, gets in at the very end. Go ahead, Nyla. Okay. How are you? Well, just really quick. I'm doing fine. I wanted to uh, talk about what the mayors talked about, and they're, both of them were supporting uh, the charter schools. And I think we can't overlook the fact that there's failure going on in the charter school. If you look at the Chalk Beak article, it says that out of the 94 schools, 30% of them have failed. And we need to really look at how do we recapture our schools again and stop buying out. Um, she, um, the uh, other kids, his opponent, uh, was it Shriver? Shriver? I want to pronounce his name right. Shreve. He had said, yeah, Shreve, that's right. Uh, one syllable, not two. Uh, he had said that uh, he supports it because if people are voting with their feet in terms of where they're sending their children. But if we don't look at the fact that when our schools get turned back over, even like when we got our schools back from the state, when they were holding uh, Manuel and when they were mm-hmm. holding Howe and all of those schools, uh, when they got turned back over, instead of them coming back under IPS, which was the option given back to IPS, IPS did not give those schools to their administrative staff. They gave them to another charter. So those numbers are false numbers simply because they're not returning our our, our IPS staff mm-hmm. to those schools. And if you take something as close as School 42, that she closed and said that uh, Ignite mm-hmm. wasn't doing a good job. And now instead of returning it back to IPS employees, she turned it over to another charter. So those numbers have to be looked at, and we have to look at it from an educated standpoint over, are our children really going to the charter, or are they being shipped to the charter? And that makes a difference in terms of where our tax dollars are going. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you and James. Please keep these lines open. And also I wanted to say I did go to that um that they had over at Ivy Tech, they have they have uh, UPS is hiring. Uh, several other places were hiring U- UPS, and there was also uh, a lot of them. And it's still, it might be on that online that particular 
mm-hmm. job offers that they were having. UPS is starting at 21 an hour, and even if you ride along with someone that delivers, they'll pay you 17 an hour. But there were several other jobs that I'll mention, but I know we're on wrap-up. Have a good weekend, and thank you both for keeping these lines open for us. All righty. Thank you. I always appreciate it. And she is uh, very much involved and always gives us the knowledge and another perspective regarding the charter schools. And I think as I shared with with you, James, and maybe uh, with our listeners, I was very much surprised to hear that both candidates, both, uh, said that they would not... um, even take a look, a closer look at in in the area of either a moratorium or review, whatever, they just simply were not in favor of that. So she's right. A, a more educated look at this situation. Uh, that's right. People like taken. her and others, you know, who have chimed in who are much more knowledgeable mm-hmm. than I am exactly. about it. Me too. Have mm-hmm. lots of information that the public needs to know. And just to blanket say say we wouldn't look at it, I, I both candidates I, I fault them for because clearly there are charter schools that, that work and then there are a lot Lots of them who don't even have an, enough students to keep the doors open. So yeah. she's absolutely right. She's they need to look at that issue. There are lots of charter schools that don't need to be open, and, you know, they need more scrutiny and certainly more accountability than the legislature. Certainly has. more oversight. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And accountab- accountability is the main thing because yeah. people just don't like uh, the board of directors of some of these schools being, you know, inaccessible. You can't get them. Right. They're in California or Utah or wherever. Um, <laughs> well, it's true. <laughs> I kid you not. I've heard. Anyway, James, that is uh, you, you got big plans for the weekend. You're going to stay in. You're going to no, go out. No, Tina, before this rain comes in and I hope you get your bonfire, at least a little bit of it. Yeah. I'm going to get out here and, and do some work uh, on grass. So I'm going to do out here, get out here and do some work on grass to enjoy these uh, last few rays. But uh, we're going to be cool again, you know, for the next two or three days. But never fear. It's going back up next week. So more seasonable up in the upper 60s, close to 70. So don't worry about it. Yeah, not going to worry about it. Just going to have a nice, yeah. easy yeah, easy weekend because a lot and of I things are going to be kicking too, Besides your bonfire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it'll be scrubbing rugs and doing all kinds of other household stuff. Anyway, so anyway, that's that is all the time we have for right now for Community Connection. We're always right here on Praise AM 1310 and 95.1 FM Indies Inspiration. Don't forget about our website, praiseindy.com. Willie Moore Jr. on the radio is up next. Thank you as always for listening. We will talk again on Monday. As always, be safe and be well. For James Patterson, as always, James, thank you. You're quite welcome, Tina. You know that. I'm Tina Cosby. You know that, too. <laughs> you know that, James. We really appreciate you. I'm Tina Cosby, and this is Community Connection.